Hello, friends. How are you? Hope your week is starting off well. Mine is starting off a little raspy. Uh, I'm just getting over a cold, and uh, now I have this uh, persistent cough. I don't understand what it is about my body, but it takes forever to get over a cough, and it's very annoying. So, little grace this morning on that. Um, I will probably cough at some point. So, sorry about that. Um, so I was uh, preparing for this, and I didn't know uh, that it was going to actually. Yes, thank you. I, I will receive a healing, instantaneous. I need it. Uh, I, I didn't know it was going to fit in um, with what Holy Spirit wanted to do through Angie yesterday, and I took a lot of notes yesterday. Uh, but the biggest thing that I, I collected out of that was we are in a warfare season. And, and that was something that God was speaking through Angie yesterday. And what I was uh, reading through and going to talk about uh, today and share today was out of First Chronicles. And chapter 12 is about David's supporters coming to Ziklag and meeting him and what it is that they were bringing uh, to, to the army and and what it is they were supplying and i thought it was really interesting and with the title being every tribe every tribe was bringing something there was a defection going on from saul and his rule as king of israel and these hundreds of thousands of uh soldiers were coming to join david's army because they they wanted to make him king. They knew he was God's anointed one to be king. And they were, <coughs> excuse me, they were going to do that. And uh, when you back up into First Chronicles chapter 11, you could see a, a lot of the explanation about David's mighty men and, and some of their exploits and, and what made them mighty men of valor. And hi, Lisa. Glad you could be on here even for just a couple of minutes. Uh, you can be sure to leave your leave your thoughts when you come back and catch up. Thank you. I will take that healing. Um, and and you, so you can see a lot of the exploits there and what makes them mighty men of valor. And it just goes on that all these mighty men of valor were coming to uh, to to support David and and to make him king and so i want to read some of that because there's one in particular that i think is is relevant for today and and so let's let's read through first chronicles 12. it says now these are the ones who came to david at ziklag while he was still restricted because of saul the son of kish uh, other translations describe that as various in various ways um but basically uh, still on the run. Uh, and they were among the mighty men who helped him in war. They were equipped with bows, using both the right hand and the left hand to sling stones and to shoot arrows from the bow. They were Saul's kinsmen from Benjamin. And we know Benjamin was a tribe of, of great warriors, and there's uh, plenty of material in uh, Genesis. You can go read about that. Um, and who they were. 
but it's interesting that these these soldiers were so highly trained that it didn't matter which hand they were using they could use a, a sling or a bow with either hand okay verse three the chief was you're gonna have to forgive me with these names they're difficult the chief was Am I back? Okay. Sorry about that. Not sure what's going on here. One of those mornings. All right. The chief was Ahazer, then Joash, uh, the sons of Shema, uh, the Gibeathite, and Jazeel, and Pele, the sons of Asmaveth, and Berkah, and Jehu, the Anthethite. Wow, these are really difficult to say. And Ishmaiah, uh, the Gibeonite, a mighty man among the 30 and over the 30. Then Jeremiah, Jahaziel, Johanan, Josabad, the Gedarathite, Eluzii. It goes on and it lists a lot of names in the next couple of verses. It says, from the Gadites, there came over the, uh, to David in the stronghold in the wilderness, mighty men of valor, men trained for war who could handle shield and spear and whose faces were like the faces of lions. They were as swift as the gazelles on the mountains. Ezer was the first, Obadiah the second, Eliab the third, uh, Mishmana the fourth, Jeremiah the fifth, Atai the sixth, Eli the seventh, and, and it goes on and continues to list them here. Uh, it, it's interesting because these, these men, they, they trained for war all the time. They were very singular focused on the call on their lives and uh their faces were like the faces of lions their faces were were set they they um did not did not wince at at having to go into battle at having to uh just enter into what it is that they were supposed to be doing See, verse 14, these of the sons of Gad were captains of the army uh, who was uh, who was least was equal to a hundred and the greatest to a thousand. So uh, the least of these men was equal to a hundred others, the greatest to a thousand. Very interesting. These are the ones who crossed the Jordan in the first month when it was overflowing all its banks and they put to fight all those in the valleys, both to the east and to the west. Then some of the sons of Benjamin and Judah came to the stronghold to David. David went out to meet them and said to them, if you come peacefully to me to help me, my heart shall be united with you. But if to betray me to my adversaries, since there is no wrong in my hands, may the God of our fathers look on it and decide. Then the spirit came upon Amasai, uh, who was the chief of the 30, and he said, we are yours, O David, and with you, O son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you, and peace to him who helps you. Indeed, your God helps you. Then David received them and made them captains of the band. From Manasseh, also some defected to David when he was about to go to battle with the Philistines against Saul. But they did not help them, for the lords of the Philistines, after consultation, sent him away, saying, At the cost of our heads, he may defect to his master Saul. As he, was, as he went to Ziklag there, defected to him from Manasseh, Adna, Josabad, 
Jedediah Michael, and it goes on to list a bunch more names that are very difficult to say. Um, they helped David against uh, the band of raiders, for they were all mighty men of valor and were captains of the army. For day by day, men came to David to help him until there was a great army like the army of God. Now it starts getting into what the tribes uh, uh, brought uh, to the army. It says, now these are the numbers of the divisions equipped for war who came to David at Hebron to turn the kingdom of Saul to him, according to the word of the Lord. The sons of Judah who bore shield and spear were 6,800 equipped for war. Of the sons of Simeon, mighty men of valor for war, 7,100. Of the sons of Levi, 4,600. Now Jehoiada was the leader of the house of Aaron, and with him were over 3,700. Also Zadok, a young man, mighty of valor, and of his father's house, 22 captains. Of the sons of Benjamin, Saul's kinsmen, 3,000. For until now, the greatest part of them had kept their allegiance to the house of Saul. Of the sons of Ephraim, 20,800 mighty men of valor, famous men in their father's households. Of the half-tribe of Manasseh, 18,000, who were designated by name to come and make David king. (coughs) Of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. Their chiefs were 200, and all their kinsmen were at their command. Of Zebulun, there were 50,000 who went out in the army, who could draw up in battle formation with all kinds of weapons of war, and help David with an undivided heart. Of Naphtali, there were 1,000 captains, and with them 37,000 with shield and spear. Of the Danites, who could draw up in battle formation, there were 28,600. Of Asher, there were 40,000 who went out in the army to draw up in battle formation. From the other side of the Jordan, of the Reubenites and the Gadites of the half-tribe of Manasseh, there were 120,000 with all kinds of weapons of war for the battle. All these, being men of war who could draw up in battle formation, came to Hebron and all the rest also of Israel, were of one mind to make David king. They were there with David three days, eating and drinking, for their kinsmen had prepared for them. Uh, Moreover, those who were near to them, even as far as Issachar and Zebulun and Naphtali, brought food on donkeys, camels, mules, and oxen, great quantities of flour cakes, fig cakes, and bunches of raisins, wine, oil, oxen, and sheep. There were there was joy indeed in Israel, and so I I think it's it's something that we we constantly see and focus on that there is all of these mighty men of valor who are uh, ready with slings, bows, shields, spears, all kinds of weapons for war. Those that were were able to to fill in any place that they were needed because they weren't specially trained, they were generally trained. So they could they could maneuver around and, and, and fill in wherever David would need them to go. But there's one tribe that I think is, is possibly overlooked for what it was bringing, and that's Issachar. And they were, uh, of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. So they could see what was going on, and then they could give the nation direction about what to actually do during those times. 
with, with whatever it was happening. And, and I think we can look at that and, and see kind of the apostolic call that's, that's needed today and needing the apostles to step up and, and really uh, say, okay, this is the direction we need to go and to start building and to use their voice. And this is something that is a call on my life and that I'm, I'm trying to understand how to do. There's just not a lot out there. And so it's, it's really having to uh, press into to union like we've talked about so many times. This is what needs to happen. And I know there are our master builders out there waiting to be activated. And we can't overlook those people who do understand the times, those, those voices, uh, even the prophetic voices that understand the times. We have to listen to them. But you, you hear us talking about it a lot. You can't just sit on the prophetic words that are given to you because then there's no, you're not partnering with it. There's nothing uh, being done about it. There's no action being taken. So with knowing uh, and understanding the times, you have to then take that and, and use the knowledge about what it is that you're supposed to do because you can, you can see how it's, it's difficult where excuse me my screen cut out so i don't know if i cut out um so okay it, it's it can be a waiting game and they want to see how is it that god's going going to to manifest this thing rather than understanding like it, if if god is has given us a free will and he created us in his image, then I don't think he wants us as passive uh, uh, beings just being moved around by him all the time. I just, I don't see that as the way things go. Uh, and uh, agree or not, take it into uh, your time with Holy Spirit and, and ask, like, uh, you know, are these, are these, uh, prophetic words, something that I'm just supposed to sit on, or do I need to actually like take some action here? Do I get to decide and as my piece of the partnership with this, how it is that I'm going to take action, you know, and, and know that I have the ability to see what it is that we're supposed to do. Like uh, the sons of Issachar, they understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. And I think it's important for us to not um, I am having problems with the internet today. This is uh, okay. Let's uh, that's the biggest thing I wanted to pull out of this was uh, the sons of Iskar were the men who understood the times with knowledge of what to do. We have so many people right now that I know understand the times but there are far too many sitting on that understanding and not doing anything with it. So I know that you, you can have that understanding, but take some action, right? You know what it is that you need to do, do it. Don't sit on it and wait for uh, God to, to make it happen. Sure. He can do that, but that's not, that's not a partnership there right? He's made you in his image. Be creative. 
Good morning, Ashley. Be creative. Uh, so dig into this. Uh, uh, recognize the, the, the people around you. Recognize that in yourself uh, that you have understanding and, and know that uh, being prepared for war and this uh, warfare season that we are in, when you are, are uh, we, we had an interesting conversation with Pepper yesterday and we were talking about this and she said, uh, God had told her to, I think it was get dressed for war. And, uh, and she thought, I thought I was already dressed. Well, turns out getting dressed for war could look differently if you are someone who is uh, understanding the times and uh, having knowledge of what to do with it. So Take that into your time of prayer this week. See what God's telling you. See what opens up for you. Yes, redress for war. This is a, a, a retraining, redressing, refocusing season, it seems like. So, all right. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got. My, my brain is uh, still recovering as well. All right. Love you all. Have a great week.